This message is provided by Bridgeway Community Church. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, church, and happy 4th of July again, and uh, happy Canada Day. Any Canadians in the room? They had they celebrated that earlier. Dan Mack, he's on staff here. Happy Canada Day, man. He's from Canada. So we, we want to make sure we don't exclude. Um, so we're excited just for celebrating that. Thanks, Justin, for catching us up with what's coming up this week. If you missed the past couple weeks, we had Pastor Dick Riley share and Randy Phillips, who was up here just a minute ago playing on the bass. They shared these past couple weeks, and you will want to catch those messages. They were awesome. Um, you can do that online or on the app as well. While, uh, before I jump in and start sharing a story here, can you grab a Bible and open it up to Hebrews 10? You can do that on your phone or there should be Bibles in front of you as well. Uh, Hebrews, the Bibles in front of you should be on page 973. And as you do that, um, I, gotta, I have another question for you. So what is something that you have been wanting for a long time? What's something you've been wanting for a long time. Thinking about it. It could be a short time too. Sometimes I can't think that far. It could just be like, hey, I'm really hungry right now. I could really use something to fill me up. So turn to your neighbor, tell them what, tell them something that you have been wanting. What is something you've been wanting? Kids, you can tell your parents this is a great chance. Daddy, mommy, what do we want right now? Oh, man, I'm curious to hear what these things are. I'm going to have to ask a few of you afterwards. Maybe you have some good ideas. <clears throat> is this something that you can get right now? Is this something that's available right now, or is there something in the way? Is there something that might be blocking you? What do you have to do to, to get closer to that? All right, so we're going to jump right in. Keep that thought in your head, thinking about what that thing is. We're going to talk about it later on in the sermon. Hebrews 9, 10, 19 says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. All right, there's a lot of big words in there and, and some history, so we're going to look back see what's happening. First of all, this book in the Bible is talking to, well, we think it's talking to the Jewish Christians. So that's a context that's kind of important for us as we're talking about the rest of this. See, Jews would have had a special place to go meet with God, kind of like we have church here, but a lot, more, uh, a lot more rules and things set up around it. So they would have had a tent at first that they would have met with God in, and then later on a temple. And in the tent, they would have had a curtain that came down in the tent. Does anybody have a tent here, that, one of those huge tents where you have like the four room and you can separate? Think that, only way bigger and way bigger curtain. Um, and that curtain was to separate from the most holy place. This is a very special place where God's presence would be. So that's what he's talking about here um, is the most holy place. This place um, was so holy, so special that only one person was allowed to go in there once a year. One person, once a year. This was the high priest. So... Um, that, that curtain then, that was a barrier. It was a reminder of God's perfection in our sin. So for the Jews to hear this, they're like, okay, you're telling me I can just walk into this most holy place 
the place that you told me earlier on that if I walked into, I would be dead? Like, I can't, are you serious? Like, this seems kind of like a big, a big change here. All of a sudden, I can just walk right through the curtain? Nuts. That sounds crazy. But it's actually, it's not nuts for us. This is who our God is. He, you can be in the presence of God. You can be with God. Be in community with God. That is awesome. We're going to keep talking about this. Let's go to verse 20. By a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. See, Jesus is this new way. And many of you, many of you know this part that I'm about to share for a second, but I think it's even good if you do know it. Um, we could all use a moment to remember. And if you don't know it, I'm happy to share just a little bit about this new way. You see, we mess up. All of us do. I know it's a surprise or shocker for you. Uh, and Jesus stepped in. He paid the price for our sin. So that our sin wouldn't keep us from God. He is the way to God. And he, he made a way for us to be with God. That is such a beautiful picture. Let's keep on going. Verse 21. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Draw near. That's the, that's the part in the verse that we're going to focus on today. So you are able to know God, the leader, the boss, the one in charge, because you're connected to him through the best priest, Jesus. So we can draw near to God with hearts that are truly for him, simply having faith. And that faith is just our belief in him and acting it out. Jesus is God and has paid the price for us. You guys get this? Like, how awesome is it that our God wants us to be with him? Sometimes I think we overcomplicate this a little bit when we talk about drawing near to God and that God wants us to be with him. So let's just think about our own lives. What does it look like to spend time with people in your own life? What does it look like to spend time with the people sitting next to you? Spend time with mom and dad. Spend time with a brother and sister. Spend time with your kids. What's that look like? You go for walks, you have some talks, you might cry a little bit sometimes, you celebrate like the 4th of July, you listen, that's a relationship with God too. You listen to him, walk and talk with him, you celebrate with God, cry if you need to, knowing that he is with you and he cares for you in those moments. If you hear nothing else today, if you tune me out the rest of the service, this is what I would want you to hear. I want you to picture God as this, as this perfect parent. I know we don't always have perfect families, but I want you to picture him as this perfect parent. And he sits on his porch, and he has invited you. He's, he's Twittered you. He's sent you the Instagrams. He's reached out to you. He's snail mailed you. He's called you. He's walked beside you and said, I just want you to draw near to me. Come and be with me. That's what our God wants. He is madly in love with each of you here, with those that are watching online. He is madly in love with you, and he wants you to draw near to him. 
And when you do, this is a teaser for backwards to take a look at uh, Randy Phillips' sermon. He's going to come running to you just like he did with the prodigal son. He wants you to be with him. So when you are sad, draw near. When you're happy, draw near. When you are lonely, draw near. When you're tempted, draw near to God. When you've been gone too long, draw near. When you're feeling adventurous, draw near to the God who created this world and the adventures in it. When you feel like you're not worthy to be with him, when you're not good enough, draw near. Because our God wants you as you are. Let's keep on reading. Hebrews 10, 22. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. And having our bodies washed with pure water. See, Jesus' work cleans us on the inside. We get to get rid of the guilt that wants to hold, hold you down. The guilt of whatever sin or shame that is there. Because Jesus' death makes you clean and able to be with God. And that second part of the verse where it talks about having bodies washed with pure water, I think he's talking about baptism. We just shared about baptism a second ago. I want to show you a couple other pictures because I love baptism. These are just a few pictures of our baptism last summer. And I want you to notice their faces, the faces of the people around them. They are excited. They are so excited for this moment because they are drawing near to God. And I'm so excited. We were having this baptism coming up in September. I'm so excited for that to celebrate the life change God has done. And for those of you who don't know, I'm going to just take one or two minutes here to share with you what baptism is. See, you jump into the, bap you jump into the water of baptism committing yourself to Jesus. Not too unlike a wedding. Anybody been to a wedding before? You choose Jesus, and guess what? He has already chosen you. That's the best part about who our God is. He's chosen you. Whoops, I lost my place here. Here we go. Now you say, hey, world. When you get up in there into the baptism, you say, hey, world, I follow Jesus, and this washing baptism is a symbol of me giving up my old life and taking on the new life that Jesus gives. Get the dirt off, and you get to live cleaned. That's awesome. If you're ready for this, sign up for baptism. There's sign-up sheets in the seats right in front of you. You can sign up online and on the app as well. But take that chance. Take a step forward and jump into baptism with us. All of this, all of this part that we've been reading about in these first couple of verses, him taking the curtain down, Jesus being the way to God, this is reminding us of how God has gone out of his way to make a way for us to get to, to know him, to know his love, be adopted by him, and to draw near to him. What an awesome God. Let's go to Hebrews 10.23, the next verse. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. I feel like when I think about this verse... Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Just saying, stick with it. You, you chose to believe, and this is, we got to hold to this. This should be the easy part, right? 
Like, this should be the stuff that's like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm a Christian. I chose to believe in God. It should just be, this should be a natural thing. But it takes a little bit of work, and he knows that. I think back to, um, I think back to Adam and Eve. We'll go way back. I think back to Adam and Eve, the first man and woman. You think back to their moments with God, and they had some special times, some times where they get to walk and talk with God and be with him and have a close relationship with him. And then one day, they decide not to. They give in, and they, they choose not to anymore. Have you ever been mad at Adam and Eve? I mean, let's be honest for a moment. Have you ever been mad at them? I've, I'm a little bit guilty there. But then I think about my last week, and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit guilty, too. I don't know if I would have done much better. Because <clears throat> you know they messed up, but we mess up, too. And I want to I take a look at this last part. He who promised is faithful. See, God gives us a bunch of promises, and I don't have time to go through all of them today. So dive into the Bible later and read about those promises God has for you. And God is faithful to those promises. And there's a, there's a book by Bob Goff. He wrote the book, Everybody, Everybody Always. He wrote a bunch of books, but Everybody Always. And he says in this book um, that God doesn't just give us promises, but God gives us each other. God doesn't just give us promises. He gives us each other. He made us to be with each other. Be with each other in our families, be with each other at work, be with each other at church. He made us for that. What a beautiful picture. Let's go to verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So the word spur there, they say it a bunch of different ways. Maybe you're reading it different in your Bible or on your app or wherever you are. Um, I'm going to share a couple of these other words that say stir up, which is kind of an interesting picture. Provoke, encourage one another towards love and action. But I, I personally like the idea of spurring on or provoking because it gives me a picture of something that we might need a little prod for. Normally when I think of spurring on or provoking somebody, it's like provoking somebody to anger, <laughs> spurring somebody on to do something maybe they shouldn't be. We use that word for that kind of way. But it's weird that, they, that it's kind of designed this way to, towards something good. See, when I think of it, I normally think of it like this. Like, a, Have you ever heard this phrase before? You need a swift kick in the pants. Anybody ever been told that before? I see a lot of heads nodding. I've never had that told to me in my life before. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I might have a couple of us. Definitely none of the kids in the room. Like, no kids in this room have never needed a no. <laughs> so what I need you to do right now is turn to your neighbor and tell them that they need a swift kick in the pants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, you guys were eager to say that to each other. I couldn't stop you if I wanted to. <laughs> All right, seriously, kids, though, no kicking anybody in the pants. We don't endorse that here, all right? I'm in trouble. Kids, my kids, no kicking anybody, please. <laughs> Let's jump to that next verse. We're not giving up, not giving up meeting with each other, 
meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another in all the more as you see the day approaching. I think, um, I think sometimes when we look at that first part and it says not giving up meeting together, I think we focus on that, but I want to flip it around the other way. I think the part about not giving up can be flipped around and we're supposed to actually be together or maybe draw near to each other. So instead of the negative there, I want to focus on the positive there. I think he means to draw near together. So why do we meet together? Why do we meet together as a church? Why are all of us here today? I think sometimes we, we get in these routines. We've been going to church maybe our whole life. We come every Sunday and we're like, I'm going. I'm going to be here and I'm going to listen to Pastor Mike. And Mike's voice gets a little monotone. And then I start doing a little snoozy. <laughs> so I think it's good just to remember why we do this. Why do we come here? We come to encourage one another to do what that verse just said. With preaching, we're encouraged and challenged to love like Jesus. With our songs, we're reminded of who Jesus is. And we're encouraged to love him. We get a chance to do that together. We encourage each other to praise Jesus. And each one of you, each one of this church is able to do that as well on weekends, during the events in the week, maybe at VBS, on a phone call, a text. You get a moment to do an act of service. We get to encourage each other to love Jesus well. That's the point of the weekends. That's the point of our church meeting together. And that's the point of us getting together during the week when we do things like groups. Our groups are designed for us to spur and encourage each other. What happens if you stop? Or maybe you're not in community. Well, if you're like me, you tend to find yourself a wee bit alone. <laughs> maybe you feel a little secluded, thinking that um, you're the only one that's feeling this way in the moment. Maybe feeling like nobody else is really caring for you in the moment. And that's okay if you feel that. It's okay to feel that in the moment. Sometimes I think we feel guilty on that. But I think it's okay to, to be in that feeling in the moment. The, but the problem is, is when you feel alone, when I feel alone, it draws me into being more alone. Am I right? Here's my encouragement to you today if you're feeling that way. Push yourself to one step. Take one step to be with people today. If that's you, just take one step. Why? Because we need you. We need you and you need us. We're made for each other. We have to draw near. So when he's talking about encouraging, what does he mean by encouraging? I think we have to take, take a look there. The church at that time when he's talking about encouraging is a little bit, maybe a little bit different than what our circumstances are. That church was experiencing some suffering, some persecution. People were literally holding on for their lives and holding on to Jesus. They needed to be wrapped up close to each other because it was a different kind of difficult. In our culture, it's difficult too, but it's a different way. 
And I think we can go either way with it. In our culture, I think our culture might tell us to just be content, that there's no urgency. You're all right. Just chill where you are. You're good. Maybe there's, there's not a whole lot at stake. Maybe you've got everything that you need. Maybe for you, you've already have community. And you wonder why you come to church to get more friends. Maybe that's what you're hearing. And I want to tell you, that's not the main reason we gather. We don't gather just to make friends. We gather because we need it. And that last part of the verse there says, even more as the day approaches. Even more as the day approaches. There's going to be a day when Jesus is going to come back and he's going to judge everybody. And that's the day we need to draw near. And that's before that we need to draw near to each other. Because God sent us ahead, knowing this day is coming, to make disciples. To love and care for those in need. To be his love in action. And when we do this, we're going to need support. When you're reaching out daily and you're stepping out and loving people in crazy ways, you're going to need a little bit of support because things are going to get hard. Things will get harder for you. Sorry, I know that's not normally the message you want to hear on a Sunday morning, right? You're not coming here going, thanks, Pastor Mike. I needed to hear about another hard thing. We expect it to be like walking on the beach. That if we draw near to God, it'll be like walking into paradise. One step after another on a nice, beautiful beach. Maybe some of you are at the beach online right now. We feel like we are because we're looking at it. But sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes it's not the beach. So I have a story real quick to, to share with you. Um, I took my kids, I took one of my kids to the, the doctor a while back, and um, he had to, had to have a few tests done. And I'd take him in before, and Man, whenever you have to go and you take a kid to the doctor and you know it's going to be hard, like you're just saying, anybody been this, in this spot and you're anticipating the moment where maybe they're going to have a meltdown <laughs> at the doctor's office? Maybe some of us adults have a meltdown when we know we're going to go to the doctor's office. So I've gone back and forth like, hey, should I, should I lay it out for him or not? And this day, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna to try it. I'm going to just tell them what's going to happen. I'm going to go step by step through what's going to happen here. And so I did. I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to go to the doctor, and um, they're going to have to check you out. They're going to do a couple of things. And before I could even finish, he goes, okay, but is it going to hurt? <laughs> what a brave question, right? I'm like, as a dad, my heart's like, I don't want to say it, but I have to. I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to hurt a little bit. And he bravely stepped forward into the test, held my hand the whole time, and he went through it. And it was good for him. It was good for him. He was brave in those moments. So even though we know that our life might be a little tough as we choose to follow Jesus, can you be brave like that where you step in Holding Jesus' hand, we're holding each other's hands, knowing it could be tough. 
So if someone else offers you a little kick in the pants, will you be brave? Can you spur someone else on today to do some good? Can you bring words of life? Can you encourage someone who is doing good? It's hard work to do some good stuff. They're probably giving up something. They're, they're probably losing some time that maybe they could be doing something else. Or maybe they're hurting in the moment. Can you remind them of God's truth? Could you pray together? Could you provide a note or a treat to let them know they're not alone? You see, we draw near to each other to help each other draw near to God. And I want to I share one encouragement with you today, but, um, but I want to bring us back to those, those wants, those dreams that we talked about earlier. Remember those? Remember those things that you were wanting? What if I told you today I might be able to make your dream come true? Don't get too excited. I'm not providing you a new vacation. I'm not providing you a good car or even an iPad. But I do have a sweet treat up here. Maybe somebody, some of you noticed this box. So the only catch is, I'm going to need a volunteer in a second. The only catch with this, this box is you have to come up here and get it. you got to come to me. you got to come near to me. And then you got to share it with some of the people that you came with. And if you didn't come with somebody, that's okay. You can still find somebody here to share with, I'm sure. <clears throat> and then um, you also, the last piece of this, you have to be a fan of, of donuts because I love donuts. And so, so I brought them. All right, so let's see here. Anybody, anybody out there need a donut this morning? Oh, man, I see lots of hands. And I think the, the first hand that I saw is right back there in the red shirt. Yeah. Come on up, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you help us out this morning? You think you can get these from me? Think you can share those with your family? Awesome. <laughs> All right. He was on it. I saw some of you were, like, ready to go, but he had his hand up, like, before I even started talking. So, well done. So that's... That's my encouragement to you today. Can you do something like that, something simple where you just spur somebody else on to a little bit of love? I think you can. I think you can do this. I think you can draw near to God knowing he's ready for you. You can share a story of God's love, and you can give him the credit. As I wrap up here, can I have the worship, the worship team start making their way up here? You can serve someone else, not to make you feel all great, but because you love Jesus. I just encourage us, let us draw near to each other and near to God. Let's draw near to each other and let's draw near to God. Let me take a moment and just pray for us today. God, I just thank you so much for being with us. That you are a God who wants us to draw near to you. That you have made a way for us to do that. I thank you so much for you, Jesus. God, I just, I thank you that we get to worship you 
and be with you. Thank you that you just sit here like a perfect parent waiting for us to draw near to you. God, help us to draw near to you. Help us to draw near to each other, to encourage each other towards love and good works. Help us to remember who you are today. And God, if there's anyone here today, anyone that's watching online today that's just, they're feeling alone, God, I pray that you would, you would speak loudly to them, that they are loved and they are wanted and they are needed and they are invited to draw near to you and they're invited to draw near to us. God, would you, would you meet with us today here? Would you continue to be with us here today? And would you go with us as we praise your name? God, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Check out our app or website at bridgewaycommunity.org for more messages or to take the sermon one step deeper by downloading the Sermon Discussion Guide.